0: Hey, it's me, Dom, here on Country Chat with Dom. This next episode is with the absolutely fantastic, the super talented presenter, compare, the all-round great guy, Matt Spracklin. And this was actually done a couple months ago now. And it was just before the release of his latest song, Bad Dream. And it was after... This is just after the BCMA Awards have just been done and obviously after the British Country Music Festival. So this is how old this chat is I've had with him. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host Dom. Subscribe, give a five star rating, and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat and stay up to date. Hi there. This is the Country Drop podcast with me, Dom. Today, I am here in the UK and speaking to somebody who's got the who's in the know. He is certainly very well known within the country music community here, and he's so heavily involved with everything. It's Matt Spracklin. Hi, Matt. Hello. That's a good intro. I, I, I suppose I am in a way. You. I mean, I'm. I'm not lying about any of that because you are so heavily involved with everything. You. I've seen you with like the BCMA. I've seen you with the British Country Music Festival. I've seen you obviously on country hits and now Absolute Radio country. It's just everywhere and it's so phenomenal. What you do, particularly for country music in the UK, what started all that off?
1: Well, okay. Well, all sorts. I've never had a roadmap. I've never sort of had a plan of what I want to do. And mm-hmm. I think I think even now I, I, I treat it as. Uh, I, I kind of see it as, you know, like when you sort of first get into music or well, I do not stop to be honest and mm-hmm. like you listen to an album or listen to a certain track and you and you, you love it so much you just really want your friends to love it as much as you do. So you go around to their house, you know, and play it to them or whatever or or send it to them So say, you've got to listen to this, you've got to love it. Turn the lights off, shut your eyes, don't do anything and listen to that music. Like I I still have that like feeling around any music I love. Yeah. So, you know, whether it is playing it to to my dad or something or like a friend or, or or whether it's on the radio to like loads of people, it, that's how, that's that's how I feel. And I guess that takes, I guess that's how I sort of like find myself in these situations because, you know, there's an opportunity to talk about something I'm really, really sort of, uh, passionate about, and I, you know, I don't use the word lightly. Then I'll, I'll take it, and I probably say yes to too many things to be honest. I don't want to be one of them. So oh, I was him again. I don't want to be James Corden.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know no, I mean? totally, I, totally. I mean, end of the day, you have your own taste within music, so you'll find artists and stuff that you'll absolutely dig. You'll get into, and there'll be other artists where it'll sound good. You know, in production values, it'll sound amazing, but it just isn't your kind of taste. Do you ever find that when people have submitted music into yourself and you kind of gauged in a playlist say for when you was at you know country hits uk you know creating that country hits brits
1: yes yeah a lot and it's it's bound to happen and and i don't i don't mind saying it because i can't like everything if you like everything that you get sent Mm -hmm. like what what's your what's your what's your thing you know so yeah there's, there's loads of stuff that um that is amazing and i don't like or that's not that good and i do like yeah and so i i, I guess on a on a national country radio station there is a, a lot of responsibility and you know when, when i when i hear something that is i think just brilliant or it's sort of really touched me or moved me or something and or, or i just want to listen to it again as a, as a music fan it's th- there's still that level of yeah but how well is it recorded because you know the you know the sort of big wigs at the radio stations and stuff if it doesn't sound like if it's not got, you know obviously recording has to have a certain element of quality about it to be to be played on national radio i guess so you know that there are things that hold me back and there are some recordings that are like could have been done in you know abbey road but they don't float my boat and so i don't as much but I've, i've never come i've never sort of really come across anything that i just really don't like you know it's it's, it's not like oh, i don't like that I'm not playing that it's just not my bag it's just not my thing if i don't play it yeah and since since absolute radio country launched just a few weeks ago now it well getting on a month ago it i've never been sent so much music you <laughs> really haven't and i you know i've always been sent a lot but i've had so much music to listen to which you know it, it sounds like a negative thing it's not i love it I, i've part of today was me carving out a few hours to listen to everything that I've not got to listen to this week. So mean,
0: it, I'm so grateful for you to be able to spare me this hour just to even have this kind of chat with you. I know how I genuinely know how busy you are because I you know I'm not in the same kind of bracket as what you are but I still get music sent to me. I still got you know you got you kind of like day-to-day jobs you've got to do whether it's recording you know clips whether it's pre record whether it's you know, just doing stuff for social media reviews, whatever it entails. And now you've got so much extra on top of your plate because you're heavily involved with the British Country Music Festival. Yeah. So, yeah. what, what, for everybody out there, what is it exactly that you do with them? Well,
1: primarily, I kind of compare, sort of, MC the the main stage there, and I and a DJ as well. Um, so we've only had one festival so far because <laughs> because of obvious events. Mm-hmm. So. We had that, we had the first ever British Country Music Festival in 2019 and it was so much fun that, you know, everyone involved is is just, you know, we can't be back together. So, yeah, my, my main role in the evening I DJ'd, um just like a country music night after the main act, you know, main artists had finished, the headliners had finished. And I introduced majority of the main artists to the main stage. And then yeah. there were, we had a couple of guest sort of series as well so when he did something i think and as a, a few of us but yeah that's my that's my main role and, I, and i'm i'm quite um involved in who plays as well so i, I have quite a you know i have a, a nice say <laughs> on putting artists forward to the guys there
0: i mean just looking through the kind of lineup for this year is just you ah, look through each name and you think yeah that's great. That's great. Ooh, yes. Oh, yes. I could just listen to them all day. That's going back into my playlist. Oh, I'm going to listen to that now. Oh, I mean, you've got the likes of Tommy Atkins. You've got the likes of Katie Hurt. You've got the likes of Els Bailey. Like, come on. I mean, Tim Protty Jones. Like,
1: <laughs> Tim was actually there in the first year because the father line played. Yeah. It's just It's it, it one of the times that we, we look back on so fondly because at festivals, things happen so quick. At stage, uh, you know, changeovers, and and you might have to go and then play another stage, or you might have to go and do an interview, or do this and that. But uh, it it just felt so nice and relaxed. We had a green room behind the behind the stage where we had like sobers and stuff kicking about, and people just hanging out, and it was such a nice vibe. And yeah, Tim and I think Jake was there at the same time. Yeah, he was. Jake and Tim, and we it was just a brilliant, brilliant few days. Like three or four days of just like hanging with your mates. And listening, watching, playing country music. It was brilliant.
0: I mean, there's such a diverse kind of sound as well that you've got. You know, it's not just kind of like one lane of, you know, whether it's this kind of pop country or whether it's going to be a rock country. You know, there's just so much variety. I mean, Tommy Atkins sounds so much different to, say, Tim Protty Jones. And then you've got the likes of Kezia Gill, you know, who's now becoming more genre fluid. And that's amazing to see. And then there's Nathan Carter's, like, the big name at the top. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually literally as we speak dr- pulling up the lineup
1: because I think we had like a hundred artists play the first year. And not far <laughs> at the time. So I don't want to, I, I don't, I'm going to bring it up in a new window so I can look at that as we talk. I don't want to, you know, miss any names out. Yeah, but it, it is amazing, isn't it? If you, it's just, it's just, yeah, that the amount of artists we've got and and the range of art. I mean, Nathan Carter, I'm going to bring you back into screen here. Nathan Carter. Is one of the best performers I've ever seen. Yeah, like, yeah. like I've ever, like I've literally ever seen in, in in anything. And I think I think Nathan doesn't get. I mean, it, it's a bit of a mad thing to say because he's huge, but he sold out arenas. You know, he sold out like arenas in Ireland like more times than Ed Sheeran has. But he, I think he doesn't quite get the recognition. Maybe not the credit, but the recognition he deserves. In what we would describe as the British country music scene, because it is, because it's obviously sort of like pretty rooted in Ireland. Yeah, um, we know some Liverpool, but you know, rooted in Ireland and it's such an, an Irish tinge, an Irish full sound. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think his music goes unnoticed more than it should do, anyway. And I know that's a style thing. Um, I grew up on that sort of. My my nan used to listen to um, Daniel O'Donnell, still does. So. I, I sort of get it. And I, you know, I I'd tease her for it when I was growing up. Oh yeah. man, you got another, another McDonald's. She used to get the calendars and everything. It's mental. <laughs> like then. But um yeah, you know, she had the badge, she was in the fan club. But so so I do get that. But at the same time, once you see Nathan Carter live, you're you're hooked. He's so so good. It's a great show. That's gonna be so good. Yeah. Looking forward to it.
0: I mean, it's gonna be an amazing it's it's just gonna be an amazing time for everybody. Is there still do you know if there's still tickets available?
1: I think so. Um, I have to say, and I obviously don't know when this is going to go out, but at the time of recording, uh, Boris made the last, his latest mm-hmm. track of the of the of the um, unlocking to July. Was it nineteenth or something? I think it's July nineteenth. Nineteenth
0: of July. Uh, just for reference, everybody, we are recording this now on Tuesday the fifteenth of June, and it's now twenty five minutes past two. So you can kind of gauge where we are now, you know, in terms of the year. Yesterday was the announcement that the kind of the lockdown easing isn't going to happen. It's going to be postponed by four weeks. So that's been what's the word to use? An interesting, a kind of heartbreaking in a sense as well. Period of time. You know, oh,
1: it. I, I. It really was heartbreaking seeing Black Deers' announcement when they when they just had to. I expect you've seen this, but Black Deer of. Now had to just fully cancel this year, postpone back to next year again, and it's just, oh man, I I really do feel for everyone there, and and all the all the tours and other festivals that have had to alter their plans. I know Tennessee Fields are sort of going to be running at 50% anyway, so they're waiting on, as we speak, you know, waiting on council sort of feedback to see what their go ahead is going to be like. And we shouldn't be affected that much, being in September. But as I say. were talking about the tickets weren't we and so i don't know how much social distancing they're going to be like Mm -hmm. we may be tables um in in the main arena i don't know like that's it's been floated so yeah we don't as it stands there are tickets available and i don't want to jump jump in the bed of you know of the of people that have just been wiped out with festivals and things but you know I, i and my allegiance is, isn't with the British country music festival. Well, I'm just going to be there, and it's just going to yeah. be—it's just going to be a a really beautiful time for people to be together again. You know, because I, I guess a lot of these events won't have happened, and there'll be so many friends around the country that were pinning their hopes on meeting up, mm-hmm. so and camping and hanging out and stuff. And and so yeah, like honestly, we're we're here for you if you want to go up to Blackpool and have a good time. <laughs> It's a, it's, a good, it's a good time, but, you know, I myself will be back at Black Deer next year and, and um, well, yeah, Tennessee Fields, hopefully. All, all the festivals, there's amazing festivals. Long Road, of course. I mean, Long Road.
0: Yeah.
1: That was, it, again, heartbreaking because we had an incredible time there. I, I could talk about it all day. I'm gutted. I know. I'm, I'm gutted as the, the first day of lockdown, but there we go.
0: It's, you, t- you tend to get, like, used to been in this kind of situation and then you're thinking okay then there's not long to go there's not you know a week to go and it's like okay then that's just another sting in the sting in the butt you know it's this next thing it's like another thing that's just happened and then it's gonna be you thinking oh is it gonna be another thing later and there's gonna be another thing later it's it's really really difficult so when it comes to comparing then when when did you first start when well actually i'll take that back when did you get first approached to compare the british country music festival
1: um not long after the plans i think probably not long after they confirmed majority of the lineup so when when the festival was was obviously sort of booked in and ready to go ahead that i think that's when they reached out yeah yeah just asked me if that's what i'd be up for doing and djing a night and (laughs) things I was like, yeah bring it on because what because what's quite cool about it is obviously the, the niche is pretty much all british and irish country music
0: yeah
1: so it it has got a bit of an it has got that as a niche you know that so that resonated with me because whatever i can do to get behind our scene here i'll i'll do you know what whatever whatever the whatever the opportunity, I, I guess, if it's going to be something that's good and will benefit the artists um, here in the UK and across Ireland. So, yeah, it was, It was. I just said, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, of
0: course. I <laughs> Don't blame you. I mean, that's... that's too- so that would have been, it would have been a beginning of the
1: year, probably. Like, yeah. as soon as that... I guess C2C was in March. So around that time, probably before C2C.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. I mean, I'd snap the fingers off. Like, I'll okay, You know, anything, mm-hmm. to like you say, anything to help the scene. Now, when it comes to the British scene, now, us as Brits, we absolutely adore, like, the American side that's coming over. You know, the likes of, say, Brett Eldridge, Luke Combs, Luke Bryan. You know, just everybody involved. You know, Lindsay L, who you've, you know, you're close to, which <laughs> really surprised me. And... When it comes to the British side, though, we're not that big as such over there. You know, what is, in your mind, like the future steps for country? You know, where would you like to see the kind of scene go? In your opinion, that is. Um... With... With the...
1: With the rise of British country music in the last, let's say, five years, let's just... Pick a pick a number out, out mm-hmm. there, you know, five years. I mean CGC, it's been going on longer. And back in the day you turn up and everyone's in Stetson and Cowboy boots. But now it's it's definitely recognized much more as a as a, a as a as a genre of music in the music industry rather than just a scene. Mm-hmm. So I I I obviously want it to be recognized in mainstream, you know. Uh, about, like the Brits. Yeah. You know, there, there's there's a place there, I think, for country music. and Well, the Americana scene, certainly. I mean, the, I've got to say that the Americana uh, aw- Awards and the AMAs, the Association mm-hmm. of British American, uh, the British Americana Association, um are amazing, amazing people. And so it's, it's, it's being lifted to new levels all the time. Where do I want to see it go? I don't know. It's, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a open ended one that because where can it go really? Like there's hundreds and hundreds of country artists that now are proud to call themselves country artists, and rightly so. <clears throat> but how how many how many's gonna get promotional deals and snapped up by record labels that are gonna pay big advances? You know, not not a lot, very small percentage, it's just just like in any other you know, genre here. And we're a small island i found this being in a in a punk band years ago <laughs> you, you, you can't have like 20 famous punk bands from the UK you can have like two or three <laughs> yep and and if you can get to America and then make it there great not because it's america but because it's massive there's there's loads more places there's loads more ways that you can you can make a living from what you love doing over there um and so yeah I could probably answer that question in a million different ways but but mm-hmm. for, for artists here to get recognized in nashville that i think that's the place to be i think that's the aim because once you once you're recognized uh as an artist being invited to play certain shows being invited by labels to support uh us artists and have that recognition there you're going to be you're going to get radio play you're going to get all these sorts of things happen that's where it that's where it's at and that's where katherine mcgrath smashed it it's where wandering hearts the shires and more thomas have smashed it to be honest with you and there are now artists here that are hot on the tails 100%. So I think we're getting there. We're definitely getting there.
0: Well, you just listed out a few names there that have just been absolutely killing it, you know, The Shires, Walt Thomas, even 20. You know, Twinny's absolutely killing it. You know, watching a kind of stories the other day with Abby Anderson was just it's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I I've definitely include 20 in in those in those names I said there because she, 20's got this n- nothing nothing or phase 20 and she's got this independence even though you know there's this there's a there's record labels and there's management teams and, and companies around her music and things she's she's got such a burning like passion that whatever whatever she's she cares about she gets it she gets it across whether it's with the I Know A Woman uh, initiative she's mm-hmm. amazing over in Nashville and the songwriter's rounds and everything she does over there. She's, yeah, she's, she's killing it. Yeah. She's I, think, I think the collaborations are the way to go with Song like 20 as well. She's usually like a big hit with Jimmy Allen or something.
0: When it comes to absolutely smashing it in terms of being a, a vocalist and a performer and a singer and a songwriter, you tick the boxes. I'm waiting for some new music. Hi, <laughs> uh, Yeah, I know. So am I. we all are like I mean you absolutely smashed it with run absolutely nailed it I mean I can't even remember how many times I had that on repeat I'd be sat there at work in my old engineering job and I'd have it on repeat all day and I'd never get bored and I'm sure I said this in a review at some point that you can just listen to it and never get bored each time that you listen to it and to have that as a song is just it, it, it's what songwriting's about. It's about engaging somebody and to the point where you could listen to it and listen to it and it'll be almost like the first time you've listened to it. Just, yeah, amazing.
1: I mean, that's really kind of you to say because I think if I really had to think about why I want to put more music out, it would be for that reason because I, I always wrote kind of from dark places and so a lot of the songs, I mean, I wrote, I wrote that song about, you know, 10 years ago. And I recorded it in different ways and with different people. And it finally got to the point where I, I, I probably just should put this out because at least people know that I'm, I kind of know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about other people's music as well. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, can, I can sort of hold a note, play a bit of guitar and, and write. Yeah. I, I write all the time. I'm writing, I write every day, not because I sit down to do it, but just because I, I always have done since I was a kid. I've I played in bands since, since I was really little. So... I'm still writing. Um, I have got another song recorded that I will put out. Should have been out by now, but I'm just really rubbish with my own admin, like <laughs> from my own thing. We're <laughs> so all the same. It is ready to go. And it's um it's another, another punk rock song, really. It it's uh it's called Bad Dream, and touches of touches I mean again I wrote this song a long long time ago I, I do write like I say, I have got I got new things as well but it, <laughs> there's just some songs that I feel I feel that I want to I want to I want other people to hear because I, I songwriting for me always was when I was doing it for a living and playing music for a living it was always my way of letting other people know what is also happening yeah. with me and I and I think that's one of the, the best ways creatives can get that out because social media always, you know, it's always you kind of tend to make it look sort of good. You know, good things happening here, good things happening here, I'm really happy and this looks great. But there's always some other stuff happening that, that I'm not going to put on social media. And I, and I think only recently have I really sort of learned to talk to other people about things. And music is just one of those ways and thankfully there are so many musicians and songwriters that i listen to that i can sort of uh, uh, sort of uh, what was, you know connect with in that way and so i'm i like to think that if i write something and put
0: it out someone else is going to be able to do that as well there's two things i want to pull, pull from that first thing don't make us wait 10 years for bad dream <laughs> it's done it's recorded it's, <laughs> mastered it's, it's just
1: literally sat on right now on my on the desktop of my computer ready for me to upload it to i don't know like this is this is what i mean <laughs> one of one of these companies that allow you to put music on Spotify. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you use do you use like Distrokid? do you use cd baby how do you do it
1: uh the first one that run i should say was through awol because i recorded that with um with friends of mine who uh, who put all their music out very well, and their yeah. managers, we just, we had a bit creative session, and they just sort of took care of it. But this one, I'm going to be doing myself. I can't remember who I'm. I, I have chosen it, but I can't remember what it is. It might be Distrokid.
0: Distrokid seems to be the one that a lot of people choose because of okay. because of how easy it is to use. But the only issue is you can't get CDs. I think you know actual physical copies through them. I think you got to do right. that separately. Don't quote me on that. I've probably got that completely wrong, but that's the kind of gauge that I've got. The second thing I really want to pull upon is you mentioned about being a creative and the whole going into a dark place. When you're, say, writing the songs, are you writing from previous experiences? Are you writing from you know, previous kind of topics that you've heard other people talk about is it you know based on real life events basically or is it fictional
1: no it's based on myself Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah i i i have i've started writing about something maybe i am going through or have gone through and then elaborated it into a bit of you know more of a more of a story but yeah yeah most of it is just stuff that i've been through and 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 nine times out of ten it won't highlight exactly what it was but it will highlight how it's made me feel Mm -hmm. which i think is one way that songwriters can connect because the thing they may have gone through may not be the same as someone listening but how how it's how it's made them feel and how it sort of affected them is something that other things could have affected other people you know
0: yeah no i totally get that i mean you know like you say as a creative you're creating this this product that people connect with you know it's like seeing a picture and thinking i can picture myself in that scene or watching a film and feeling yourself connect with the main character and crying when when they die you know it's it's very small things like that that make that huge difference and so many times i mean So many times when you listen to music, I mean, I've done this so much, particularly, you know, for example, I'll throw it out there, like Traveling Soldier by The Chicks. I find myself crying to that because of you put yourself into this picture. You can almost imagine what a music video would be like. you You can imagine this kind of scene portraying out and you find yourself connecting with it in this kind of like next level. It's almost like reading a book. And you start with one chapter and you go through it and you're you're building this image in your mind and but only this time it's audio, you know, through your ears and you're connecting with the with the artist, with the musicians, with the whole everything about it. Because every everything involved in music, you know, all the way down to the production, the people who are mixing and mastering and making it blend together plays such a vital part in creating this beautiful masterpiece. Like,
1: amazing. Yeah. You, you you bang on there, because I mean, that's one of the reasons it takes me so long to put even out, because it takes me ages to then get it sounding like I want it to sound, or how mm-hmm. it sounded in my head when I first heard the song for myself in my head, and then I had to sort of get it out. And if it doesn't make me feel that I've 100% conveyed how i'm feeling whether it's in the words or the music and how the music's been delivered then i don't think it will for anyone else so yeah it's it's all about that production that's for sure yeah i'm 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 really really pleased that i took so long with this one um but because it's i'm really pleased with it but it, it it's 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 interesting talking about music from an artist's point of view because i you know i don't really do it very often i don't really speak to anyone about my music at all it, it's quite a private thing i think for me You know, I've got, I've got no sort of aspirations of doing anything with it, other than it's just I have to get it out of my head. Mm -hmm. And if it's good enough, or I think that there might be a few people that like it, then that's why I put the first one out. Like I say, I think it was just because there's a part of me that just wanted other people to know that I can sort of do this as well. But there was, for for me, it really is just all about getting it out. And I'm I'm demoing stuff all the time. Like I say, I'm writing all the time. Like too much of anything. (laughs) but it's just because i can't help it I, I i'm one of those that sort of wake up in the night with a tune and have to sort of get out and get out of bed and sort of go you know i'm singing words in my head no that I is score in the car the other day i had to get my voice notes now i had to get garage band out and record all of the parts of this sort of scored composition in my head in four, on four different tracks so the harmonies can cross over and things like I, I I love that, but I that that just stems from sort of growing up with a dad who played in bands and recorded all the time, was in the studios and things. So I had a four-track cassette recorder when I was really young, and I learned how to use it really young. Yeah. And and that 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 set me off, I think. So I I I love it now as much as I did when I was like what ten.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. We pinpointed the exact moment when you wanted to kind of pursue this. This, not pursue this artist kind of lifestyle, but this whole musical lifestyle. I mean, I remember when I didn't have a four track, but I had a an old style karaoke machine that used to put tape decks in and you could plug a mic in and you could record over it. And I used to play the music off the radio. Then I'd turn it off when the presenter came on and then I'd do my own kind of spiel, you know, over the top of it and then kind of try and introduce the next track. And that's what kind of got me into the whole media side of things and you know the whole over layering and the way that music is produced and i, I just remember like mimicking like the bbc radio 2 kind of like sound and jingles and just silly little things like that but it kind of sticks with you and it kind of permeates and it blossoms into this new thing and you know you can see that with yourself the way that you've developed you know oh no i've only known you for what two years now and even I've seen this progression from being an amazing presenter to them being this amazing artist that I've discovered. You know, with Run, because I didn't know I didn't know about your punk stuff before, and just seeing the way that you develop with the artists and doing all the festivals and just doing so much, it, it, my hat is being taken off for you. I doff my hat. <laughs> Very kind. When it comes to. When it comes to actually writing them, you mentioned like voice notes and GarageBand. Band. Do you find that getting it out verbally is a lot easier than pen and paper? You know, kind of like notepad style.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm really rubbish at writing. I had to write a note to my parents the other day in a card. <laughs> um, it's just un- it's just unreadable. Because how often do you write now? Like. <laughs> my the pen barely touches the paper and it's it's just all it's just i'm rubbish at writing so yeah i don't i'm not going to do that maybe i'll be better if i did that but um no i just get i just get my uh notes out on the phone on the phone app that voice will, that would be an net.
0: interesting device to kind of like bug and like hack your way into to hear all the kind of different sounds and different kind of melodies and the different kind of phrasing because every i can imagine there's unique little phrases that might have a different melody to it or a different rhythm or you know different sound
1: yeah and again quite often i write things pretty loud Mm -hmm. behind me i've got like i I like it loud so often it'll be something quite sort of ferocious and i end up stripping it back which is why i think it ends up with more of a sort of um I, can, uh, I guess americana feel for want of a better word i i really relate to russ and kelly's dirt emo
0: yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. i ideal because it kind of is in a way <laughs> I, I guess i've sort of found that pulling my songs back into the way they sound now has has done that i say my songs i got one out uh, at one point at some point i will put those more stuff out
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm definitely going to put this song out you're definitely. allowed you're allowed to say songs because you have got songs Yeah, Yeah. just (laughs) there's only one song that's available for everybody to listen to. You need to send me this new one. I can't wait to hear it. I'm like itching on the edge of my seat. One thing that kind of you talk about you like to shout and you like you like it loud and you like it full on in a sense. Now, there's one thing that everybody kind of kind of knows you for. And I'm sure I've asked this question before to you. I'm sure I have many moons ago. Your beard.
1: Like, <laughs> it's like the you...
0: ultimate. You didn't know I was going with that, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Your beard. Like, I know you posted some stuff on the other day on Instagram in terms of like beard oils and stuff that you use. Was that like an ad or was it gen- genuinely what you use?
1: Uh, it wasn't an ad because it wasn't um, like a paid thing, but um, I'm a brand ambassador for, for a company called Captain Fawcett, who I've been, I say, working with like loosely. Working with the last few years, they brought me on as a, band, a brand ambassador just because I think the music side of things sort of worked with what they were doing. And um, yeah, because I got this sort of because I got this beard. Is uh, I I'm really bad with it. I don't really take a lot of care over it, but I do use their products to to help it stay alive. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just so just so vivacious and so just it's so. F- Fluffy, it's brilliant. I love it. I'm jealous. It looks, fun. yeah, yeah. I, I, it, yeah. Just got it, and I <laughs> just, just, just got it. It's just, it's just there. I mean, every time I try and grow my beard, I, I promise everybody this, this will only take two seconds to say. It just seems to grow like, uh, and then stops. It's just this yeah, like
1: neck thing. Yeah, he's got to let it happen.
0: Just, I, I don't think I've got the patience or dedication. I think it just gets a bit itchy as well. But I suppose oh, that's yeah. where the oils come in. Yeah, that's the, exactly. Yeah. See, I'm yeah. I'm trying to help you like promote this brand as a. <laughs> yeah, get on, get, get get some of that Captain Fawcett beard oil in
1: in that beard you got there. Let it grow for a few weeks. Get past mm-hmm. the itchy. You'll be well away.
0: The Thing is, this is this is a week's worth. So <laughs> it does grow quite quickly, but yeah. I end up trimming it down because of oh, me. Oh, just I, I, not that I'm trying to like model myself after you, but I'm just so jealous. It's just it looks so. I mean that mustache as well. Come on, it's like you could be.
1: It actually started with a mustache. I did it. I did it as a bit of a dare. Mm-hmm. And it was like really short, and I and I made it curl. And I remember going to um to a photographer as well, and I was at the um the National Photography Show in at the NEC in Birmingham. And one of my heroes was was talking there, giving it going talk like photography heroes, Kevin Mullins. And, and so I'd just been to see him speak. And then like one of the brands that were there doing this activation, were taking pictures of people to win like, I don't know, a hard drive or something. Yeah. And, and so he took this picture of me and I, and I looked at it back on the big screen and like, I had this mustache, oh, that, even though I was like sort of did it as a dare, the mustache looked all right. <laughs> and it turns out I won the competition seriously so archive, yeah and so i and so i thought it's gonna look mad if i just keep this weird mustache it was really small at the time so i just grew everything out
0: fair enough now yeah. you mentioned photography then just i've definitely got to bring this up you've started again your notes on instagram your own photography kind of business
1: yeah it's not a business but it used to be yeah so i I used to be a professional wedding photographer. I was a destination wedding photographer for a few years, traveled well around the world, shooting weddings, uh, which I absolutely loved. Obviously love to travel, love working with people, love taking pictures and stuff. So yeah, that wedding photography was like big for me up until about five years ago, probably. Um, Yeah, I love it. And I kind of got into that because I was on tour with quite a few bands sort of shooting them behind the scenes Bands like the computers and the heavy and uh, we did like European tours and things after my band had, <coughs> after my band had stopped yeah because we, we always we always have photographers with us and so I got to play with their cameras and sort of got really, you know really got into it and my dad gave me one of his cameras and I sort of kicked it off that was a long time ago yeah but yeah so I did have um I I had this so do you know what, have you figured out what MSP is obviously you've seen the Instagram feed Phonetically, it's MSP, M-S-P, Matt yeah. Bracken. So Matt Bracken photography was my business years ago, and so that's what I did. And so I, was, you know, I worked with bands. Um, I worked with sort of a few different celebrities and stuff. I obviously shot a lot of weddings. But when I got back into the sort of the music industry side of things about five years ago, yeah, yeah. I had to sort of phase it out, so I couldn't, only because I couldn't do both. There's too much. Yeah, but over lockdown, I, I sort of dug up a load of the work I did and and some of the adventures I've been on, and I wanted a place to put them. So I so they were there. So I made a website, but I didn't want my name to be on it because I just thought it'd be confusing mm-hmm. if like, you know, people look me up and see
0: the kind of because your name's almost like a a figure now. You know, it's it's a brand in itself. You know, Matt Bracklin, Spracklin around. Just, but not only that, you started another company up and we was, you, you posted the name and we were trying to work out what the company was going to be and it's Whiskey and Roses oh, yeah. and I, I think my suggestion was absolutely amazing to actually have like a bar that sells whiskey you know in whether it's in shots or glasses or bottles and send it out with a rose as well just
1: yeah. oh yeah no we, we we got all these ideas um, it's it was just something that I was fortunate enough to be able to do thanks to Boho Buffalo, um, and so they enabled me to sort of come up with these ideas and create them along with Emma Jane and and then she and her genius made them, and so it was much easier for me to have like a line with them than to start a company that you know may or may not so we so well obviously the plan was to take them across the festivals this year
0: yeah (laughs) we actually
1: (laughs) are going to be some of the some of the festivals and things but yeah that's that's not that's not turned out but yeah you still buy the stuff and we're we're working on some new things at the moment but it's 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 kind of kind of further down on my list of priorities it was just a really cool thing that i got to again
0: think out loud i suppose i mean just I know there's only a couple of posts on your Instagram, but it just looking at what was on there, it seems to be well loved already, you know. And it's to say it's low down on your priority list. It's still something that's there, and it's within this huge catalogue of what you do. You know, it's like this big directory of oh, you need music, okay? Then see Matt. You need jewellery, see If you need, <laughs> if you need photography, CMAT. Just See Matt, just. But that's one of the reasons
1: I kind of let it lie a mm-hmm. bit. I don't like I said at the beginning, you know, I don't I don't want to be like just always there. There, there was this um there's this guy on the music scene in Exeter when we were growing up, going down to the sort of the, the punk clubs, the Cavern in Exeter, and that. And there's this guy that whenever a band played, he always had to get up on stage and sing with them, or if ever <sighs> anyone was doing anything, he was always there. And we used to call him Mr. Get Involved.
0: Mm-hmm. And it,
1: when you see Chris Martin come out, uh, uh, you know that if there's a headliner at Glastonbury, Chris Martin's going to be there somewhere on the mm-hmm. side of the stage. He's going to be like, oh, it's Chris Martin again. I, <laughs> on a much lower scale, you know, I I, yeah. um, I, I, I kind of, I, I do want to, I do need to niche down some of the things I do just because the thing is I'm a creative and a lot of people listening to this, I guess, will, will be able to sort of relate to this. If you're creative, you've got ideas all the time. Oh, exactly. And you can you can either thwart them or or sort of quench them, or you can sort of try to make some of them happen. And if one of every 10 ideas I have come off, then that's a pretty good hit rate, I think.
0: (laughs) I mean, we're getting towards the end of the time, and we haven't even touched on your podcast yet. Like, (laughs) You know, there's just so much, so much that you do. It's amazing. Now, just one quick thing that I just want to quickly touch on before you go is when I, i briefly mentioned it earlier and it's your friendship with lindsay l and 20 and these big names is that through country hits at the time or is it through your podcast that you did it with you know how how did you come about get becoming good friends with these i think i
1: think i think the first time lindsay and i met was through the podcast we were at c2c i want to say we were at c2c and she was playing yeah she was playing the, the indigo room, Radio 2 stage. And I was there with Luke Roberts at, at Line Tree and everyone was hanging out. And I think we did like a, we did like a breakfast with a record label. We just had it off. We, yeah. we just, you know, and I and Lindsay was really kind, and their, their team sort of gave me a bit of access. So when she played the spotlight stage, I was there sort of filming for social media and stuff as she came out and walked down through the halls of o2 and she's like yes we played the o2 and all the rest of it it was great and we talked we went straight into a dressing room um and talked about music yeah i mean we, we recorded it for the mainly music podcast at the time and like literally every every artist that she would talk about you know there was some connection or story there and vice versa. And yeah, we just hit it off. And so every time she's in London, we'd hang out at the shows and stuff. And Lindsay's brilliant. She's, she's one of the best guitarists I've ever seen play live. She's one of the greatest songwriters. She's someone else again, who's really dived quite sort of far into some of the things that, you know, a lot of the things that she's been through with and, and released that through her music Mm -hmm. in year and, and all power to her for doing that. But yeah, pretty much it's just through, you know, I guess through, you know, through people you know and friendship circles and stuff. Yeah. I've become friends with some some really great people.
0: That's awesome. I mean, yeah, I totally get what you mean regarding the the music, her music in itself. I mean, I remember listening to podcasts with other radio shows, which obviously reference that kind of tie in with that, should I say, Um, certain well-known presenters in the US. And... You can feel the pain and hurt in her songwriting, but you can hear the kind of passion that she has in a, in a guitar playing. I mean, just phenomenal. I mean, just even just watching, just watching her videos where she's decorating guitars. Just <laughs> that fine. It just highlights that fine details, and that's what you do in terms of this side of the media and the broadcasting world, and being involved with the artists. Is you don't just hear you know one or two songs you get involved with the artists you you take them under your wing and everyone's got so much respect for yourself for doing that and you know i've taken my hat off once so you know next thing for me is to take my top off and nobody wants that don't, go that far. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it please <laughs> but yeah thank you matt for coming on we need to organize another one because there's so much more i can talk about yeah we we'll do that now what have you got planned for the rest of today
1: um kind of well prepping for absolute radio country um I'm covering Balin next week so I'm, on, I'm, on the, I'm on the morning the morning slots on absolute radio country, which is going to be cool because it's the first one for since we launched um yeah. yeah, so prepping for that I've got calls I've got all sorts I'll tell you what I've got going on that I really want to get to <clears throat> It's about as rock and roll as it gets. I've sort of learned how to dig weeds up from my garden. I'm really getting Ooh. into like gardening and things. So I'm like... Go on. I'm sort of, What's um, your trick? Ident- oh, no, just pulling them up. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure there's better ways. But what I mean is I can identify what is a weed in a plant now. <laughs> so I'm going, I'm kinda riff of
0: riff them all out, getting them things out of there, doing my head in. So, oh, yeah. Like nice the garden. There's nothing better than pulling out a good weed and then thinking, yeah a little smart now got a smart garden I've got loads of
1: uh, bird feeders up in my garden i am being attracting other birds so they don't like the weeds so I'm getting rid of it I'm doing it for them there you go selfless as well <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a man of uh, the bird world <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you Matt for coming on and thank you everybody for listening it has been a genuine pleasure and I cannot wait to chat again yeah let's do it again soon thanks so much for having me on, uh, having me on mate Take care, everybody, and I'll see you all next time. Bye for now. And there you go. That is the chat that I had with Matt Spracklin. He was such a great guy to chat with. And I can't wait to have a proper catch-up with him again soon and even to actually get to see him in person because seeing all the photos and stuff from the most recent BCMA Awards event was just so good. And the jacket he was wearing, I've said this on socials already, absolutely fantastic his song bad dream i'm so glad he released it when he did because it is such a fantastic song be sure to check that one out and thank you again for listening take care Ash. i'll see you all next time bye for now that was the country chat podcast join dom next time for exclusive interviews reviews and general chit chats on all things country music